Hi, I'm Vicky Ann, founder and director at Creative Recruiters. Welcome to the Creative Studio Insider Podcast. My guest today is Christy Sinai, studio and traffic manager at Zero. Thanks so much for spending time with me today, Christy. How are things across the ditch in New Zealand? Oh, it's nice and warm today. Very, very lovely. Thank you. Okay, well, that's nice to know it's warm. The sun's even out here too, which is nothing short of a, um, a, a miracle it feels already this winter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Considering we had snow a couple of days ago, it's a very beautiful day to be, be here. That's crazy. Whereabouts in New Zealand are you? I'm 40 minutes out of Wellington on a little farm block um, in Akatarawa, which is just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's stunning, but very cold in winter. It's such a beautiful part of the world, though. Yeah, um, yeah. So let us let me start by asking you to share with our listeners what your career journey has been to date. Yes. Uh, so I was really interested in design. So I did a diploma and I wanted to shoot straight overseas. So that's what I did. And I Started working for digital format sort of print companies. Um, so I worked in the production side and then I managed to get design positions. And so I did a lot of sort of Estee Lauder and David Jones and, you know, color management and things like that. But um, my employees quite early on decided I was good with people. So they, they almost pushed me into a management position um, and Ever since then, I kind of haven't left. Um, so it's it's been really great. Um, I've worked in sort of printing and web, you know, design agencies for a long time. And then a couple of years ago, um, I jumped over to Zero, which is which is a very different type of company from from what I'm used to. So I've been there for two years now. And so tell us about Zero as a company and where the creative studio fits into that. Yeah, so it's it's definitely an interesting one. So Xero uh, is basically we design beautiful software um, and the real mission for the company is to support local business, you know, get those small businesses um, able to use technology to make their lives easier. So for starters, it's such a nice place to work. The values are, are real and you know, you feel like you're making a difference. Um, so Zero is a global company. Um, within the company, we have the hub. And the hub is our creative agency, if you will. Um, and what we have is two sides to that. We have our media hub, which is for your videos and your photo shoots, um, animation, motion graphics. And then we have the design and copy side, which is where we have all our designers and illustrators and writers. So I look after the design and copy side um, regionally. I focus on New Zealand and Australia. Uh, the UK and the US um, kind of do a lot of their own thing, but I jump in there absolutely when I'm, when I'm needed. Um, I think the other different thing about Xero is that we service not just marketing, so we service the wider Xero as well. So we get all kinds of requests for all kinds of things. Obviously, and market campaigns are priority um, and that sort of thing. But we also get to do really fun, random, um, interesting bits and pieces as well. And when you think of Zero as um, a company, you think it's an accounting software. So, you know, how much design can possibly happen? Um, share with us 
you know, really what does happen there. Yes, so I was exactly the same, exactly the same thought, design. There must only be a few you know, social tiles here and there or some banners for an event that you have, but it is huge. Um, I was quite shocked at the amount of design and creative work that needs to happen at Zero, And I think most people that come into Zero and the hub just go, wow. Um, you know, we have the most experienced executive producers. We've got the most amazing as creative leads. Uh, we have, I'm going to say roughly around 150 people in our hub, um, our creative hub. So we have, you know, creative leads that are all regional. We have global. Um, and there is never a moment where we are twiddling our thumbs or, you know, sitting down and relaxing. The amount of work that comes in is just unreal. And I think the amount that we get through is yeah is quite unbelievable but i think once you once you know about zero then you will start seeing zero everywhere you know sports games there's youtube um all over social media we work closely with governments so we're involved um in a lot of kind of analytics around small businesses to help um that sort of side of things so yeah the more you look into it the the more massive it is and are you producing creative assets for countries around the world? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have New Zealand and Australia. We have the UK. We have the US. We have Canada. Uh, we have South Africa. Uh, we have Asia. So, yeah, and we just keep getting bigger and bigger. Mm. Um, I think most people feel that Australia and New Zealand you know, we're pretty close and we're pretty aligned in our culture and the way we communicate, et cetera. Um, but what are the subtle differences do you think that you see coming through the, the creative department that really separates the two countries? That, yeah, I've had to think about this one because one thing we're good at is sharing statistics, right? So what worked, what didn't work, that type of thing. But I think if you're looking at literally what those differences are, it's as simple as voiceovers. So, you know, if we have a directive from the AU marketing team, we want to make sure if someone's speaking on radio or in a campaign that they've got an Australian accent, you know, um, and the same for New Zealand. Uh, I think the other big one that stood out to me um, is just about culture and Indigenous people. So, making sure that we really um, research and look into obviously what the ask is for marketing, but also, you know, the people that we're, we're driving to use our software or the small businesses that we're using. And between New Zealand and Australia, you know, they, they are different. Um, and it's really important to spend a lot of time kind of looking into that. Mm. And you said that there's, was it 150 people in the creative department? Yeah, it's something like that. And it's just always growing. The numbers are always growing. And we have, how do you manage that? What sort of tech have you got through the business that allows you to traffic manage? Oh, so <laughs> thank goodness we've um, implemented a platform called Workfront, uh, which has just recently been purchased by Adobe. Uh, the thing 
that's really important with whatever platform you're using is to be able to communicate inside a platform where everyone, no matter where you are, has visibility. That's been a massive one. Mm. Um, and the other thing, so when it comes to resourcing creatives, to be able to see everything that's come in, the mm. creatives, what their skill levels are, what they're good at, the timelines, and to be able to almost put all of that into one part of the platform to make it as, as simple, I suppose, as possible. So yeah, Workfront is a huge help. And if we didn't have it, I I have no idea how we would even <laughs> approach it. That would be a whole thing in itself. Well, you're obviously very good at what you do. I heard this really great um, quote that Seth Godin um, recently said, greatness does not mean you beat everybody else. How do you measure, you know, greatness within your team, do you think? <laughs> So on a daily basis, it would be having no Slack messages, which means everything is going as smooth as it can. Um, I imagine it's pretty impossible not to have a Slack message. Oh, it's so hard. And it's almost like that's my daily goal, right? If I can get those Slack messages down, then I know that everything is going smooth. Um, so that would be measuring it daily. I think... Um, anything sort of larger than that would be more focused on uh, just constantly trying to do better, um, constantly trying to use technology to, to free up our creatives to be able to do what they're great at. Um, one thing that we've done recently and, and I kind of found was we have a, a triage process, which is once a week we have all the hub and marketing leads together in one room. We talk about upcoming, cam upcoming campaigns priorities, um, alignment with the business, that sort of thing. Um, so I think greatness for us right at this point in time is, is finding a way to let that information almost trickle through to our BAU work. So, you know, to the planning meetings that you have daily or to the whips and that sort of thing. So I think that would be my greatness to come at the moment. And what what do you see, you know, for anyone aspiring to be in a role like yours, being the studio manager and traffic manager, what do you think are the most important attributes that, that, that a studio manager needs today? There's, there's definitely a few of those. Um, I think embracing diversity is a huge one. Uh, so whether that's cultural awareness with the people that you're working with, um, or understanding and working with their differentiating skill levels. Um, you really need to be on top of that and very conscientious about people because it is a, a people role. No matter what, you're that person that everyone's going to come to um, as well as the process side. Time zones is another big one. So being mindful of people's time, um, you'd need to really think about is a meeting at 10 o'clock in the UK absolutely necessary? It's little things like that that can really um, trip you up. Mm. Um, communication is, yeah, that goes without saying. You need to be communicating with the right people at the right time. Timing's a big one. Um, platform functionality is a huge one because you just have a million things going on at once and you know so much about every little thing you really need to keep on top of it. So I have a lot of um, tools that I use, you know, like Asana, you know, my Google calendar tasks and stuff like that to help like that 
which leads me into the next thing, which is being organized. I just think being organized is is massive, no matter how creative you are or process-based or whatever it is, when you're juggling, you know, asks from that many people, you just, you, yeah, you need it. Um, I think the, the most important one, though, for me personally and what I've found is you need to... It's, it's your approach with people. I feel that you need to, to look at each person individually and find out what makes them tick. And when you approach that person for whatever reason it may be, that you're, you're approaching them in a way that they feel safe and they feel comfortable. Because you are that, that person that's just stuck right in the middle of it all, people need to be able to come to you and feel comfortable with coming to you if there's an issue, something's gone over, something's gone wrong. And, you know, if you don't have that um, really supportive kind of nature, then I, I would find it personally quite hard, I think, to be able to reach out to, to all of those people. And how do you manage your internal clients? You know, one of the common themes when I'm speaking to people in in your role is someone will come up to you and say, hey, I need a a 60-second explainer video. I need it tomorrow. I'm I'm sure it's only going to take you guys a couple of hours. Um, uh, Come back to me if you've got any questions. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. So we get those a lot. Um, and, And I suppose we have kind of ways of dealing with that so through our platform we have set up kind of a reach I suppose a reach um, and media spend uh, request situation where when someone's going to request something like that one it has to go through the platform first so that comes in then we can actually look at the reach and the spend and see whether it's a business priority so we kind of look at that First, is this come from an XLT member? Okay, yep, drop everything, it's it's on. Um, or is this actually a nice to have? And is this something that we need to, you know, to put to the side maybe? So that's kind of the, the first step of it is, is doing the full triage over what that is. And then from there, um, essentially, and I, I don't like using this word, but, you know, it's, it's about horse trading. So I know the creative that should be working on that. So I look at what they've got on. I look at who the producers are over that work. We'll have a a face-to-face catch-up. And it's kind of good to do this before we report back to that stakeholder. It's nice to go there with information as opposed to, you know, kind of having to come back again later and back again later. So then from there, you know, we might ask them a few questions um, to get a better understanding and unpack the the ask a bit more. But, you know, usually we can find a way um, but it, you know, it may be someone has an internal strategy going on and they're quite happy to give that time up, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So I've never been in a situation being able to make it work. Although sometimes you're definitely on the seat, right on the edge, hoping that, you know, that's going to happen. What's one of the greatest challenges um, that you have needed to overcome in more recent times? One of the challenges... I think it would possibly be uh, keeping up with new business segments and making sure that we're, you know, adding those priorities into our triage um, 
It's so important. And I think because Zero is so big and it's growing at such a fast scale, there's new business segments popping up all over the place. So it's for me, it's trying to make sure I take the time, which time isn't something I have a lot of usually, to, to read through communications, to understand you know, what this new business segment is, are they going to have an ask for us? How important is that? So I think, yeah, that's, that's definitely be a challenge. When you're in kind of agency land, I suppose, you're just looking at your client, right? You know, your particular company's asks are usually kind of marketing, whereas I've found this is very different. Mm. And how important is brand storytelling becoming in design, in your opinion? Uh, look, I, I think it's huge. Um, I think when you look at zero, particularly zero is a lot about values. You know, it's about the small business community. We give a lot back. And I think that if you can tell your story in an open forum, then people feel like they can reach out to you more or that they might share similar values. So they'll want to kind of work with you. And I feel like just having that history of you know, we were small and we started here and this is what we've done and this is how we treat our staff and this is how we treat our customers. It's just so important, you know. It's I think as time has changed, it's not just that pretty logo and that mission statement or the values that you stick as, you know, up as wallpaper. I think it's really living and breathing and, yeah, I, I think it's hugely important. I mean, before I purchase anything I want to know more about the company you know I, I wouldn't want to align myself with a company that that doesn't align with you know my similar values mm, nice to hear um what is something that you know now that you wish you knew at the beginning of your career oh I think I think it would be the the people thing I think it would be taking more time to get to know people and the way to approach them to get the best out of them. I think when I was green and started very fresh, um, you know, I've always had a, a nice nature to me, but I think I could have saved a lot of time by just really understanding what gets someone going, what gets them excited, you know, that sort of thing. I think that would definitely, um, in hindsight, would have been wonderful to have 10 years ago. Because mm, quite often we get given managerial responsibilities simply because we're good at our job, but that does not mean that you're a good people person. <laughs> oh, not at all. Not at all. And it's just, you know, if you can imagine being a studio manager in the middle of all of that and people not actually feeling like they could approach you or come to you, you just wouldn't get anything done. And you wouldn't get people going over and above for you when you need that either. So that's that's very important for those last minute jobs. You know, please, you know, are you able to fit this in at all today? Mm. Of course I am because you've helped me and supported me. You know, it's it's a two-way street. Developing those influencing skills, that's what you absolutely need. And you can, and they only work when you can tap into the different needs of each and every individual. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just I just think that's the most important thing um, by far. Absolutely. Christy, it's been so wonderful to spend time with you today. Thank you for sharing, um, you know, the, an insight into, into Zero. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely um, 
you know, being able to come along and, and talk about that. I love my job and love working for Zero. So, you know, more than happy to share. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thanks again. And I hope we're in touch again soon. Keep well over there. Yes, you too. Stay safe. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.